Welcome to the Prac Ready podcast, clinical education in one coffee. Joined today by Matt Cooper and Craig Taylor. Morning, Craig. Morning, Matt. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to talk about that first step into private practice, and that is the job interview. Job interviews are quite daunting. It's quite interesting being someone now as a clinic director clinical director who has to interview people. Um, so I want to give you some, some tips on what we find is really beneficial and what we're looking for in, in a job interview. Now, obviously, if you're going into a private practice situation, uh, you might be prepared just to have an interview one-on-one with someone or occasionally um, you know, a couple of different directors possibly. Um, but if you're going into, you know, a public hospital or something along those lines, it's going to be a very different different structured approach. Just to give you an idea of what we do at Melbourne Osteopathic Clinic, we have some structured questions uh, which we ask our, our uh, prospects. And what we do with that is... That's to give a, a standardised level of questioning for, for each uh, member who comes through for an interview. Um, and that, that can give us a bit of consistency. It, it, it tells us what we're sort of looking for, um, some open sort of questions. Um, and, and so it's really, really valuable uh, for us to, to be able to measure people up against one another. Um, realistically, you know, we're actually in a recruitment phase at the moment. Uh, we're, we're doing approximately 10, 10 interviews. Um, we shortlisted our, our candidates down to 10. And so with that in mind, you've got to find something that is consistent so you can actually differentiate. Craig? And it's, it's a competitive environment that, they're, that you're heading into. And um, it's important to, to go into that environment there might be an element of not knowing what the questions are going to be, but you need to be ready to sell the best version of yourself because uh, if you're not um, up up to date and you know really up for the interview, then you're not going to come across as the best you. And um, you've probably seen uh, the best and worst of people in interviews, mate. Oh, look, absolutely, Craig. And I think look, there's some things that you can do before your interview. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a competitive advantage. Um, and, and one of the things, that, as soon as you said that, that just came to mind was actually have an idea of what the job is that you're going for, what the clinic is like. Um, you know, many, many, mostly all clinics nowadays will have a website, but, you know, you can learn a bit from their website. You know, what services do they offer? You know, is it is it just one modality or are they a multidisciplinary clinic? Do they have one location or is it over one, two, three, multiple sort of locations? This is really, really valuable. And most most clinics will have a bio of their of their staff. So you can get a bit of an understanding looking at the directors who may be the most likely to to interview you. Or, you know, some clinics have a practice manager and they will probably be the person who interviews you. So it's good to know a little bit about them. Like, you know, basic stuff. Like we're in Melbourne, it might be what football team they barrack for or, or what social activities they like doing, what hobbies they have, you know. Do they like bike riding or do they like, you know, taking their kids to the footy or, or things like that, um, which will give you, a, help build rapport, but most importantly, get these people who you are interviewing for to start liking you. 
credit. We're probably making the assumption that the place that you've applied for an interview with, you already like the way that the clinic operates. I think that if you have uh, have got applications in at a clinic and you don't, you haven't done the research and you don't know if you fit into that practice or not, there's probably not a lot of point interviewing at a place that you you that you don't think is going to fit you either. It's mm. got to be a two way two way street. And if you've if you've applied for jobs in places that aren't the right fit, then um, then you're not going to be happy in that place. So a lot of what we're talking about is actually going to be with the assumption that you've done a little bit of background work on the clinic that you're interviewing at and that you think that you are a fit for that clinic because um, yeah, well, why else would you be putting your hand forward to work there? Now, look, it's, it's simply, and you know, some of these things will sound completely obvious, but you'd be shocked to, to know that some people don't do this. But I think that the most obvious thing when you, you've, you've got your interview is, is being prompt, being on time for that interview, well presented. Now, what I generally tell people is present the way you expect to probably work, you know. And so, so in basic terms for, for myself, you know, I would often turn up to an interview in, in chinos, good shoes and a shirt, you know. And that's why I, how I practice today, what I wear when I practice. And so that's how I would present in interviews. Um, I would always ensure that I was 10, 15 minutes early. early. Um, and, and a simple, simple tip around that is a lot of the time you'll arrive at an interview and that clinic may or may not have a receptionist. If they have a receptionist, please talk to that person because they're going to be the first person who give the interviewers the feedback and say, oh, well, they were, they were quiet or they didn't speak much. If you're friendly, jovial with with the receptionist, it will A, help relax you, but B, that receptionist all of a sudden becomes your referee, okay? Yes. And they will tell those those people who are interviewing, oh, she was fantastic, you know, we've, you've got to hire her. And that, that will really help you help you moving into that. Once you're in the interview, you know, what what I've found we try to do is get the conversation started just generally, Craig, and I don't know if this was your experience, we wouldn't move into our structured questions straight away. We want to actually get a feel for what you are like as a person and, and simplify that, I want to know if I can work with you. Yeah. And so it, it might be something as simple as, you know, how'd you find this year at, at uni? How'd you find your final year? And, and literally an open-ended question which opens the floor to you. Yeah, the, at the end of the day there, the interview is as much about what you can do as a clinician as it is about what you are as a person. And they've got to make a decision around the practitioners they already have working there. Are you going to fit in with the group? Um, they might be looking for something super specific or they might just be looking for somebody they can sort of uh, collaborate with, trust. Uh, and you need to provide you know, that version of yourself, which is an honest you, but the best you. Um, if you're going in and trying to be somebody else, then usually we can tell. Um, mm. We'll be able to say, Matt seemed like he was putting on a front or not being quite forthright. Um, honesty is, is the best policy. And just um, making sure that, you know, that if you're going into an interview and presenting yourself in a certain way, if you then 
change two weeks into being at the practice, then the interviews process was was flawed because really we want to make a decision about people that are good to work with, uh, especially coming out of university. We're not expecting that you have all of the skills to be an independent clinician. Uh, that That is why you're only leaving university is you've mm-hmm. just finished the education. Um, we, we acknowledge that you're not going to be um, as well versed in the clinical experience as somebody who's been practicing for five or 10 years. Um, that's all very trainable and all teachable. Um, what we can't teach is people's attitude and we can't teach people's um, demeanor. And so a lot of the interview is really about sussing out the personality. I, I don't think, I, and I don't know many people who really uh, worry about um, the exact academic grades for allied health. Um, maybe it gets you through the door for the interview, especially mm. in a hospital type setting or a more formal interview approach. But for um, a clinical, a small practice or a medium-sized private practice, things that are going to open doors for you more than what your score was in a certain mm. subject are going to be, have you been to this practice and, um, and just popped your head in and said hello before? Have mm. you observed in this practice or have you made an attempt to, um, to reach out to them in the past rather than it getting to interview time or job application time and all of a sudden you're blasting out 10 different clinics with your resume uh, and just while I think of that, uh, personalised cover letters to each clinic mm-hmm. as opposed to just a standard pro forma, um, those kind of things are going to be noticed. Um, but doing the, doing the work before you actually even apply um, makes a massive difference. Exactly right, Craig. And, and, you know, the universities now are, are putting out a lot more students into that workforce. So so things that are going to set you apart is that a really well-structured, easy-to-read, concise CV that, that tells your prospective employer what, what you're like, you know, what you're interested in, what your life experience, what your work experience is like. A cover letter that, you know, is is well set out grammatically correct you know these little things like you know it sounds pedantic but you know poor grammar or a spelling mistake shows a lack of care and and you know we we worry about those things and when you're thinking you know you might get 30 or 40 cvs that could be the difference between you getting an interview and you not getting an interview and i couldn't agree more on that point about you know doing some observations at clinics um, you know, it's much easier to interview someone if you know who they are. You've seen them before, you've met them, they've, you've, you've spent some time with them. Um, you know, you will give them an interview um, in most cases. Uh, and that's not to say all cases. I, I, I can distinctly think of one where I had a student who came in for a, an observations with me, asked about a job, and I said, yes, we were, were hiring, please send in. And it was obvious that they hadn't put much effort into their CV or their cover letter. Um, and for me, that was a, a really big turn off. It was sort of like, well, you know, if you're not going to try, um, I'm, I'm not going to bother. And, and, you know, that was a, a real big learning experience for that person. I explained that to them. Um, and, you know, you've got to put your best foot forward just to get an interview in this current climate. And with the increase in um, internships that are being offered through different health professions, 
uh, where in the final year or years of the university sector, you might spend a period of time in a clinic effectively as part of that clinic. I think it's worthwhile addressing that there's two sides to that. And um, that clinic may have the best intentions of hiring you after the internship, but there's I don't, there's no necessary need for them to do that. They might they might wish to, and if they get a lot if they find that you get along well with the clinic, that could happen naturally. But don't go in with the presumption that's going that's going to happen. And the reverse is if someone is an intern at a clinic and you are interviewing at that clinic for a job, probably make the assumption that you are being compared to that person. So, um, you know, if that person's been there for six months, once a week, and you're fresh, then what have you done to make yourself a more competitive candidate than the person that's already there? Um, I also just think it's worthwhile noting that just because you've been an intern somewhere, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right fit for you as a clinician either. And you might've spent six months at this clinic once a week and decided that this isn't the place that you wanna work. And that's also okay. Um, And uh, as a a clinic owner myself, and Matt, I'm sure will say the same thing, is that if someone's been there for six months and they don't think that that's the right place, then that's fine. I just, I need to know. I don't want somebody to stay on, somebody to stay on just because they think that they have to. Um, Honesty, again, is much better. And you know what? Give feedback as to why you're not staying. And I think, look, it's a really valid point, Craig. And and something that we also see a little bit is people who've gone from working as a receptionist within a clinic uh, to trying to move into that practitioner sort of model. And I, I often have spoken to students about this in the past that, you know, it's all well and good, but for some patients, it's difficult for them to see past that. And what I mean by that is you, you, you're, they're used to you being the receptionist and they might understand that you're studying osteo or whatever it is, you know, chiro or what have you. But if you're moving from behind the reception desk to behind the treatment table, that could be a, a leap a bit too far for some people to actually think, well, uh, I'm not sure if I want to see, see that person. So you need, you need to be honest with yourself around, around that. Um, so let's let's move into a bit more of the actual the interview itself. The interview itself. I think there's some things that you, as a, a practitioner, can control in an interview. And here's some things that I, I look for pretty much straight away. And I kind of treat, think of it as like, well, how is this person in front of me going to be with with a patient? And so. Um, some real simple things is, you know, uh, your handshake when you meet a practitioner, ensuring that it's, you know, firm and that you look look someone in the eye when you, you hand, handshake them and introduce yourself in a way that is that is confident and clear. Um, and once, you know, once you're sort of set up in the room, you, you, you're open, your posture, you know, you, you're not slight slouched in your chair. You're sitting there, you're attentive, you're upright and you're, you're ready for questions. That shows me that you're eager to get started and you're keen to, to, keen to get started. And I immediately have the confidence through your body language that you're, gonna, you're going to have a, have a good interview. And we're, we're, we acknowledge that this can be a really nervous time for people and an anxious time for people. And so... We, we will notice that too and that's completely fine like if you are nervous 
um, that's not going to necessarily work against you. Shows you um, humor. It's, yeah, it shows you humor. Um, but we still like in that in that scene still be you know as confident as you can. You know, looking somebody in the eye. Um, you know, shaking people's hands, introducing yourself, nervous or not, that's something that you can do. Um, stumbling through, a, you know, through the answer to a question because you're nervous is not necessarily going to work against you. Um, but you know, not being able to uh, say hello properly, it probably will. will. Yeah. yeah. And look, I, there's been situations where I've had people literally say, "Gosh, I'm nervous." And, you know, it, it breaks the ice. It breaks the ice for them. And, and you know, we understand that. We've Literally, the people who are trying to hire you have been in that situation. So, you know, we're not all dinosaurs that don't remember our first job interview. And so, um, you know, it is a skill to do it well. But, you know, having been prepared, knowing, having some, some vague sort of ideas of what the questions you'll be asked. I think by the time you finish university, you should have been through a few job interviews through your, through your casual work, um, et cetera. And some of those will be formal and some of those will be, be less formal. But I think it's fair to say, um, certainly from, from my perspective, we're looking for people who, who uh, you know, have experience that they can draw upon and that might be in a clinical setting it might be in a work setting in the sense that you know you know give us a time where you've been in a difficult situation with with a client or a, or a customer and how you had to deal with that so understand that you will probably get asked questions along those lines um, and the other thing I would implore you to do is is Prepare to, to be there for, you know, around half an hour to an hour. I don't think many job interviews go beyond on that sort of time frame. I remember I did have one epic that went for about an hour and a half. Probably a good sign. Yeah, which was, which was a good sign. And I think they were really wanted to know what I was like as a person. Um, and, you know, it was exhausting. It, re it really was. But uh, that experience was really, really valuable. Um, Craig, I want to ask you, I guess, you know, when you... When you did your job interviews, how did you decide on what clinic worked for you? I th I think it's uh yeah it's a really tough question because uh you can do research on a practice you can do in, um, some placement there you in reality it is a bit hard to know what real practice life is like until you're living it um uh, it's probably unlikely that you've seen a full day's patients while you're at university and that that is a big change but some of the things that i looked at um around the were the people that work there okay do i do i think that this clinician that i'm going to be working with can teach me anything um, of course all of the clinicians that are experienced can teach you something but will this person lead me down a path that is going to be of interest to me in the long term um, the, the practice that I spoke about in the original interview, my first practice that I worked at was called ProCare. Um, the practice principles there were very much focused on the way that people move and the biomechanics of their injuries and hence that was an area that had a huge appeal to me. Um, their patient base was largely an active younger cohort so that was somewhere that I was naturally attracted to work at. Um, that was my personal preference and I, I actually only put out um, a resume to them initially because that's where I thought I would like to work. Uh, from a location perspective, 
I wanted to live in that general area too. I wanted to live on the surf coast. So there were only a couple of options for practices then at that time. So I did have a geographical restriction, but there were multiple practices in Geelong that I had a look at and thought that isn't the place for me. Um, these days, I guess there's a bit more uh, variety in places to work, especially in uh, Melbourne and in Sydney. Um, so people have a really diverse amount of practices to choose from. And I think uh, being able to know yourself, what your interests are and what, um, what you want to do maybe for the next three to five years in terms of um, educating yourself around different conditions or different um, treatment types is the way to, way to go with the practices that you'll work at. And I don't mean having a three or five year plan of exactly where you want to be. Mm-hmm. It's just that if you're working in a practice that mainly services uh, an elderly um, population base and you don't really have much interest in treating um, geriatrics, then you're probably not going to enjoy that experience. So, I mean, that can be just even location-based. Like if you're, uh, if you're working in an area that is highly made up of retirees, that's probably going to be in late patients, right? Um, if, you're, if you're working in a, um, in a newer sort of estate kind of region, then that's probably going to be a lot of young families. Um, and so you're probably going to be more treating more fa- um, younger, uh, maybe adolescents, and then, you know, 30 to 50-year-old parents. Um, and that's just the demographic you're going to be exposed to. So have a think even to just where the location is. If you're in the, in the docklands, you're going to treat a, a large amount of office workers because, and you're probably not going to have Saturday work because it's mainly office buildings and there's no one here on a weekend. Yeah, look, Craig, I, I guess I, I want to spend a little bit of time focusing on some, some strategies for, for the listeners for, um, for an interview. And uh, one of the things I really like is at, at the end of an interview, we always ask if someone has a question or any questions for us. And, and I think one of the things you need to be aware is that although you're being interviewed, you can do some interviewing yourself. And what I mean by that is you need to work out why should I work at this clinic? You know, what what are you going to do for me? And and in often in those cases, you'll you'll read generic things in in the ads that are posted in terms of things like, you know, you'll get mentoring or you'll get shoots or you know you'll have be guaranteed this many patients or whatever whatever that is. I would be asking, well, well, what does that mean? You know, what what does that look like? And and I really enjoy when someone actually turns the interview around a little bit onto onto us, and will say, you know, well, well, why should I work for you? And and that's I think that's a really great question um, to keep keep the people that are interviewing you honest. Um, and it's something that I it shows me, well, okay. This person's you know not just going to be a pushover, and you know that's someone who I want to work at my clinic, so I'm gonna sell my clinic to them and, and get them um, to, to do that. A lot of you know, people will ask, obviously, you know, about, about pay and, and things like that. I think realistically, um, that sort of question can come up, uh, but you know, I, would, I would save it to more towards, towards the end, and I think you'll get a general feel around what, what a clinic is offering anyway. Um, you know, and, and more and more clinics uh, are pretty consistent depending on, on who 
you are. I would imagine that there would be, uh, a, it should be explicit what the remuneration is going to be, and that might depend on your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, it, towards the end of the interview, being able to phrase that type of question uh, in a certain way is going to be beneficial. Mm. So, um, in just thinking about ways that I would approach it, saying something like, "Just so I understand, as a as an interviewer, if I were successful getting the getting this job, what does your remuneration package exactly look like? And um, can you just uh, outline for me the the basics around it? Um, that shows that it's not a question purely about how much money you're going to give me." But it, it allows the clinic to say, well, this is how we structure it. Um, this is what you can expect. Um, and it, it, it's, a, it's a knowledge transfer as opposed to a, uh, just a pure ask. Um, so just thinking about the ways that you can um, uh, prose that question is important. Mm. Yep, uh, a great point, a great point, Craig. Alrighty, folks, well, that'll wrap it up for today. If you've got any questions about job interviews or anything specifically that you would like Craig or myself to cover, um, please, please email us your questions through to prackready, P-R-A-C-R-E-A-D-Y, at gmail.com. That's prackready at gmail.com. Attention it to Craig or Matt. And we'll endeavour to get to you. And just to just to summarise and wrap up um, today's um, podcast, I think some of the key points are make sure that you go in with some knowledge of the practice. You go in presenting yourself well and being the best version of yourself uh, and being willing to uh, answer questions openly and honestly um, to the best of your ability. And don't worry about... Don't be worried about being a bit nervous. Exactly right. Remember, prackready at gmail.com. All the best and good luck getting out there for your job interviews. Have a great day. Good luck. Thank you for listening to Prack Ready. If you wish to contribute, Craig and Matt would appreciate the support. Head over to www.patreon.com slash prackready and join our coffee club for $4 per month. That's www.patreon.com slash prackready. Do it now. Have a fantastic day and all the best in private practice.